Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Monday. This is Seattle Now. You've probably seen video of the runaway barge in Elliott Bay last week slamming into Pier 66. The six-story wall of steel containers broke free in high winds and was headed towards the Great Wheel. Things could have been much worse if it wasn't for the quick-thinking Captain Dan Crable steering a water taxi boat from West Seattle. We met up with him on the boat over the weekend. But first, here's what's coming up this week. Alrighty, it's down to the wire, voters. You've got until tomorrow to turn in your ballot. This is an important election for our city, but you wouldn't know it from turnout numbers so far. King County Elections is projecting less than half of registered voters will decide the new face of the city council, a massive housing levy, and important school board races. Seattle Times checked in and found current returns are even lagging behind those projections. We've included a link in the show notes with ballot drop box locations in the city. Maybe don't sit this one out. Senator Maria Cantwell wants to know more about how the fentanyl crisis is affecting Native American communities. The Senate Committee on Indian Affairs will hear from tribes Thursday, including Lummi Nation Chairman Anthony Hilaire. Last spring, the Lummi hosted the state's first summit focused on the impact of the opioid crisis on the Native community. They've recently lost five members in a single week to suspected fentanyl overdoses. And I'm not going to get on my standard time soapbox because you might be feeling too tired and crabby to hear it this morning. I know changing the clocks can be rough. Here are a couple of tips from the Farmer's Almanac for getting through this week. Keeping your meal times consistent for the next few days could really help. Avoiding caffeine, alcohol, and heavy workouts before bed. And don't feel like you have to push through. If you're tired, grab a 20-minute catnap. Best of luck this big dark season, everyone. We'll be here for you through it all. Things went a little sideways at the port last week when a shipping container barge broke loose in high winds and started drifting toward the downtown waterfront. Do you know where this boat is going? I have no idea. I think it's about to run into this. That was sound from a TikTok video of the massive barge sailing into Pier 66. But at first, it was headed a little bit south toward the Seattle Aquarium and Great Wheel until Captain Dan Craybell and the West Seattle Water Taxi came to the rescue. Craybell steered his boat, the Dock Maynard, into the barge, nudging it north. Then a pair of tugboats arrived and were able to pin it to the pier and tow it away. Nobody was hurt and the Coast Guard is investigating how it happened, but even though we're a working waterfront with international cargo arriving every week, This one is something you definitely do not see every day. So we went down to Pier 48 over the weekend to meet with Captain Crable and hear his story. Well, it was a pretty exciting day. So why don't you take me through the day? How did it start for you? Um, We're tied up in West Seattle, getting ready to make our trip across to uh, the downtown side. And looked in the plotter and the radar to see if there was any traffic in the bay before we got underway and nothing there was nothing going on and we pulled out and started and turned around and started heading towards Seattle when a barge started coming out from the from the pier and we didn't think there were any tugs on at the time but also couldn't see the far side of it and so we got in front of it and passed it around to the other side and saw there were no tugs at that point we knew it had broken away from its moorings and as we assessed the situation and looked at things it was clear that it was headed for the waterfront and 
so we made sure the passengers came in and had seats. It was the only thing we could do. I knew by its size, we weren't going to be able to stop it. It was just a matter of trying to steer it away from the waterfront. And so I basically used the, this boat as a tugboat in order to try to push on the bow and get it steered away from the waterfront. That sounds like a pretty nuanced maneuver. So take me through that a little bit more slowly. Um, trying to nose up to it without hitting it too hard because mm -hmm. I don't have rubber fendering or anything like a tugboat. Um, it's pretty hard to hit a big steel barge in a little aluminum boat. So that was kind of abrupt. Did very little, just minor ding to the bow. Did very little damage, uh, nothing serious. But it was a rather abrupt feeling on the boat. Yeah. It's uh, almost an immovable object that we were hitting. Um, and then by that time the barge was making four and a half knots. So it was moving pretty good. So I began pushing on it, but also having to turn to keep the boat, try to keep the boat perpendicular to the barge so I could actually push it away. And we were able to start to change the course of the barge, but then as it accelerated, we kind of got flattened back up against the barge again. At that point, was, I knew that was all we could do from there. There was no way I was going to get in front of it or anything like that to try to slow it down. So we got around behind it and tried to get a line on it, but weren't able to really get it secured before the wind started blowing me away from it. My goodness. So at that point, it was stand back and watch and, and hope for the best. And it worked out as absolutely best as it could. That is amazing. And you're running through it here pretty matter-of-factly. I'm curious what the feeling was like during all of this. Um, upon realizing it was going to be hitting the waterfront and there was a lot of mass there, it was going to do a lot of damage, the, the feeling was, let's try to get this thing away from the shoreline. Yeah. Um, first, make sure passengers are safe, make sure I don't jeopardize us in any way, and then try to get the barge moved. How did you communicate with passengers? Did they know what was going we on? We just there? made a quick announcement that we're going to be delayed a little bit. We need to divert a runaway barge from the <laughs> waterfront. And I think I heard somebody downstairs say, cool. <laughs> this boat sounds like it was in good hands at the time. I like to think so. Yeah. One of your crew members is nodding back there. <laughs> Man, what was going through your head other than I have to stop this? Like I say, first is make sure, knowing that I had passengers on board, I couldn't get too reckless with things. Yeah. And make sure to keep them safe and then try to keep the barge off the waterfront. Were you surprised when it worked out? You know, how did you think it might go? Uh, well, at first, I, the first hope was that I would be able to divert it out into the bay and away from everything. That would have been the dream scenario, but with that much wind and that much mass, it wasn't going to happen. So it was just to see if, like, and even in the announcement, I already known at that point, I'm probably not going to get it turned very far. I said, I hope to divert this runaway barge. How did the passengers react when it was all over? Um, I think you'd have to ask the crew that. I, I heard something about applause after we finished, but... I'm guessing they were probably pretty relieved and excited about what had just happened. Yeah. Did you learn anything? I mean, looking back, there's a couple things I'd wish I'd done. One was laying a horn a few more times to warn people on the waterfront, but by that time it was pretty well diverted away from it. Um, and it made a big noise when we hit <laughs> up against it. <laughs> I expected it would, but it was like, oh, that was jarring. Who is the first person you told after all this went down in your personal life? Uh, well, first, it was getting back to the dock. When we did get back to the dock, the relief crew had shown up. That was supposed to be our last trip of the morning uh, or afternoon at that point. And so it was kind of back and forth because they had watched some of that going on from the pier. And then my wife. She must have been pretty proud. She's making more of this than I am, yeah. Oh, you ended up in a lot of social media. I did, and my daughter's even posted stuff about it. She says, Seattle, thanks to my dad, you're alive, something like that. <laughs> Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking the time. My pleasure.
Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Jason Pagano. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez, Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecilmore, Vaughn Jones, Matt Martin, and Lucy Suchak. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.